Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, I am talking about the Hawks' 136-112 win over the Detroit Pistons. The Hawks are able to cruise to victory in the second game of a two-game set up in Detroit and look ahead to the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks, finally able to put away a team early, which is a huge benefit as they this was the first game of a back-to-back where they played Detroit on Friday night and then play the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday night. But the Hawks came out, and DeJounte Murray had himself a first quarter. He was 4 of 5 from the field and had 10 points on the way to a nice game from DeJounte. But the Hawks were able to come out and establish themselves early um, in the game. But much like their first game in Detroit on Wednesday, Cade Cunningham was able to drag the Pistons into this game. And at halftime, it was just 69-67 Hawks. And although it felt like the game had really been controlled by the Hawks the entire time, the Pistons were right there. And it could have been another game where the Hawks would have to pull out a game in the fourth quarter, really use a lot of minutes on some of their starters. But the Hawks came out in the second half and behind some great shooting from Trey Young, who had a monster game in three quarters, Aaron Holiday off the bench. The Hawks were able to get this game into position where none of the starters except for DeJounte had to play in the fourth quarter, and the Hawks were able to cruise to the 136-112 to win up in Detroit. The Hawks got some big performances from their point guards. Trey Young, in just 30 minutes, had 36 points on 12 of 20 shooting. He was 4 of 6 on his three-pointers, including a banked three-pointer in the pivotal third quarter where the Hawks were able to build a double-digit lead they would not relinquish. He had two rebounds, 12 assists, to just one turnover and finish the game plus 12. I thought Trey Young was in complete control of this game. He was finding his teammates all over the court. He had a set of possessions where he was finding open Hawks players in the corner from the other side of the court. The Pistons were doing everything they could to get the ball out of Trey Young's hands, including blitzing him with two players. And twice, Trey was able to use his offhand, his left hand, to throw the ball all the way across the court to DeAndre Hunter one time, and then Justin Holiday the next possession, wide open Hawks players, and DeAndre buried the three-pointer. Justin wasn't able to make the shot, but Trey was getting everywhere and controlling the Hawks offense and the Detroit Pistons defense whenever he had the ball. Again, to finish with 12 assists, and he certainly could have had more than that, but I mean, he he was had all his passes working. He had um, alley-oops to both John Collins and Clint Capella. He was able to find shift the defense, manipulate it when he had two players on it to find open players underneath the basket, whether it was Anekia Kangwu, John Collins, or Clint Capella. But he had everything going. And to see the diminutive Hawks point guard kind of get to where he wants on the court, he knows exactly when the Hawks are in the bonus and are able to get to the free throw line because he'll draw fouls to get to the free throw line. He was 8 of the, eight of 10 from the stripe this game. He just really, there was nothing the Pistons could do to get rid of Trey Young. And I know that Killian Hayes, one of the guards who was tasked with trying to defend against Trey Young, is going to be having nightmares about Trey getting to the lane, shooting deep three-pointers. Um, but it was just a really strong game from Trey Young. And again, it was great that he only had to play 30 minutes. The Hawks were able to not play him at all in the fourth quarter because of how well the second unit got going in that quarter. But 
Just an awesome, awesome game from Trey Young. DeJounte Murray was no slouch. As I said, he kind of got the Hawks started in the first quarter. He was hitting his three-pointers and getting to the basket, and he is just a monster in the mid-range. DeJounte would finish with 26 points on 12 of 21 shooting. Both of his three-pointers coming in that first quarter, he would go two of six from three. Kind of wish he would stick to catch-and-shoot three-pointers, but he does make his pull-up threes every once in a while, and it's the confidence that he takes it that I really like. He had four rebounds, five assists, and was plus 21, a team high. He was the last starter who was in for the Hawks. He, he In the normal rotation, he started the fourth quarter in that second unit of DeJounte Murray, both Holiday brothers, uh, Anekia Kangu and Jalen Johnson were able to build the lead all the way up to 20, po- 20 plus points and allow the Hawks to rest all their starters the rest of the way. But DeJounte Murray played well in an odd quirk. He had no steals in this game, but I thought his force and really the force that the Hawks attacked the paint this entire game really allowed them to build that lead. Even when they were outshot at the free throw line, the Pistons got to the free throw line eight, 38 times, 38 times to the Hawks, just 18. And the Hawks were getting the paint. The Hawks would outscore Detroit 68 to 54 in the paint. And maybe that is because the Pistons were able to get to the free throw line so many times. But if the Hawks don't foul, the Pistons aren't in this game after halftime. But um, strong game from DeJounte Murray. And again, to see him be able to lead the second unit. And for the Hawks as a team to have three capable guards between Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and Aaron Holiday, who can all not only handle the ball, but be playmakers who get into the paint and dish from that. And then for both Trey and DeJounte to be players who want the ball at end of games, who want to be closing out games, um, it's just really special. And it was nice to see the Hawks backcourt put up, you know, 72 points, um, 62 points, excuse me, 36 from Trey, 26 from DeJounte. And uh, then they also got seven, uh, 14 points off the bench from Aaron Holiday. So just a monster backcourt game for the Hawks and, and hopefully something that continues going forward. DeAndre Hunter had another tough game after getting into foul trouble and actually fouling out in the first game up in Detroit. He got into foul trouble again, had four fouls in just 17 minutes, but he'd finished with 12 points on five of 10 shooting. He was two of five from the three-point line, two rebounds and one assist. His one assist was a nice play where he drove into the paint and kicked it out to Trey Young, who was able to uh, drill the catch-and-shoot three-pointer but a, a solid game from Hunter, and the Hawks are really going to need him against the Bucks, of course, where his size is going to be just at least one of the many bodies the Hawks are going to throw at uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. John Collins didn't have his biggest scoring night, just four points, but he had 10 rebounds and assists and three blocks. He continues to rack up the blocks. It's really encouraging, encouraging to see how much energy tri- uh, John has. Of course, JC is never at a lack of energy and is always trying to get his teammates up. And um, he continued that in this game, even when he wasn't really hitting his shots. He's just four points, two of four from the field. And then Clint Capella. Now, Clint Capella certainly was the star in the game on Wednesday against the Pistons. And he finished this game with five points. He had 11 rebounds, three of those offensive and two blocks. Um, But one thing I would tell the Swiss Bank is, dude, either dunk the ball or get it out of your hands. When he goes up soft, and this goes for Aneka Okonglu as well, but when he goes up soft, he's not going to get a foul call. And by soft, I mean this little hook shot that for some reason at 6'10", Capella feels the need to do this little hook shot. That hook shot is not working. 
And I love Clint Capella. He's the anchor for the defense. I think Nate's doing a nice job of keeping him attached to uh, Trey Young. But his hands, his touch is not good enough where he can do that little hook shot. And it takes possessions where the Hawks should absolutely get points. They get it to their big man deep in the paint, right at the basket. He goes to this little hook shot, and to get no paint, no points out of that, it's just extremely deflating. So um, either dunk it or move the ball, Clint Capella. But I do not want to see any more of these hook shots. It hasn't. His touch has not been there, I would say, for a couple of years for the Hawks. And so either dunk the ball with force, guy, or get the ball out of the paint. But Clint Capella, just 24 minutes, was one of three from the free throw line. I do think his free throws look better. I think it, it's a noticeable effort that Capella tried to get better at the free throw line. But dunk the ball, guy. Dunk the ball. Trey's getting you the basket close, getting you the ball close enough to the basket where you should be able to dunk it. Go do that. Off the bench. Akangu had 16 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, and a block. As a team, the Hawks had 31 assists to just 6 turnovers. And if you were getting 30-plus assists as a team, you were doing an excellent job moving the ball. A big worry with DeJounte Murray coming over was, is this going to be too much your turn, my turn, between him and Trey? Who has the ball? Is the ball going to stick? And I think one thing that has been clear throughout these first five games is the Hawks are willing to move the ball. And 31 assists is a great number. Everybody in the starting lineup, including John Collins and Clint Capella, had an assist. And the Hawks got assists from guys up and down their uh, roster, even coming off the bench. Um, but one block to go with those two assists in 21 and a half minutes. I like one thing that Nate McMillan is doing this year is he's not having just full five-man units come in and come out. He will have Trey Young play the entire first quarter. So that means that Onyeka Kangu comes in a little bit in that first quarter to spell Clint Capella, and we get a little bit of a different look. But Nate McMillan is trying to th throw a couple different looks. He's not tied to any one um, set of guys for any rotation. And I appreciate that from uh, Nate McMillan after last year being so frustrated with some of his rotation decisions. Uh, red alert, we got A.J. Griffin minutes in the first half of this game. He only came in and hit both of his shots. Um, but to see A.J. come in because Justin Holiday and... DeAndre Hunter got in a little bit of foul trouble. was exciting to see. He hit a three-pointer. It wasn't just a three-pointer. It was a nice little step back that I think was a little bit more of a veteran move, but to see him to hit that. And his first shot of the game was this nice little play that got him an elbow look that he drained. Um, I think the success that Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin have, the better they play, of course, they'll gain more and more trust from Coach Nate McMillan, but... That success should also empower McMillan to play those young guys a little bit more just because that's what you need going through a long season. 82 games is a very long season. There are going to be injuries. There's going to be lulls. And to have these young guys with a lot of energy come off the bench and provide some pop, I thought Jalen Johnson was excellent today, especially on the offensive side of the ball, playing with force. He had a couple really nice drives to the basket, and although he was not always rewarded by making those baskets, I thought it was really big for him to get to the rim and take those shots. But A.J. Griffin came in a little bit in the second quarter, hit five quick shots. Of course, he did not get a ton of run. Even at the end of the game when the Hawks were up 20, uh, Coach McMillan didn't call off the dogs until about three minutes left in this game. But A.J. would finish the game with 10 points off the bench. Um, talked a little bit about Aaron Holiday. He played 28 minutes, had 14 points. Five of six from the field, one of one on his three-pointers. 
he had a great job of getting Cade Cunningham kind of out of the game for good. Cade, who dominated the Hawks, he would finish with 35 points, 8 assists, and 9 rebounds, another almost triple-double. But in the third quarter, when the Hawks were still building the lead up to double digits, hadn't quite got there, Cade Cunningham was really the only thing that the Pistons had working. He had drawn four fouls. Uh, Aaron Holiday was able to get the ball at the three-point line and then catch Cade trying to, he was kind of in between trying to challenge a three or defend the drive. Aaron Holiday drove right into him, was able to get a fifth foul on Cade Cunningham, and that kind of knocked Cade out for the rest of the meaningful part of this game. Um, but Aaron Holiday cont- continues to be a pleasant surprise for me. I think the fact that he brings competent ball handling, nice play banking ability where he's able to get into the paint, and then also couple that with just being a super annoying defender, a guy who's going to defend the other team 94 feet the entire length of the court. Um, he just brings something that the Hawks have not had under Nate McMillan. And again, just being able to have not just two ball handlers, but three ball handlers. So the Hawks have three ball handlers and playmakers on the court. They have two of them on the court at all times. It's just a huge luxury. And Aaron Holiday had a great game. Unfortunately, his brother Justin is still trying to figure out his three-point shot. He hasn't got it rolling yet. He got into foul trouble again. He had four fouls, I think, in the first half of the game on Wednesday. And again, he got into foul trouble. He's trying to find his way. But we need to find a uh, descriptor for the holiday-to-holiday pass that ends up in a in a basket. I don't know if, if holiday-to-holiday is a long weekend or a you know small vacation or something. But there's something about that connection, the two brothers. Um, being on the court together and finding each other for points that that absolutely needs to have some sort of name for it. I'll, I'll continue to workshop that. Uh, one of the funniest parts in this game was there was a defensive possession where Justin holiday ended up taking a offensive foul on one of the the Detroit Pistons where he got hit in his groin area and the Pistons were kind of complaining about the call, but Justin was out at the middle of the court kind of, uh, Gaining his regaining his composure, and you could just see Aaron Holiday cracking up in the background that his brother had just gotten hit hard in the groin and was having to stay out there. But it's fun to see these Holiday brothers. It's clear they both know and have a comfort level with uh, Nate McMillan. I think that Nate can go to AJ Griffin quicker when uh, Justin Holiday doesn't have it. But it's awesome to have the veteran presence, of course, of Justin Holiday out there, and I think he will get his shot going. But the Hawks were wonderful off the bench. Of course, in any game where you're able to rest your starters for the entire fourth quarter, that means your bench is doing a good enough job. And I had been worried about the second unit in particular with DeJounte led, uh, both Aaron Holiday brothers, Anyeka Kangu and Jalen Johnson. It felt like they hadn't figured out who was going to be doing the scoring or how the offense would come. And another great listen, if you're a big Hawks fan, is Glenn Willis. Him and Kevin Chulinard have a great podcast uh, called ATL in 29 and he does a nice job talking about like what the identity of that second unit should be and and his idea is that second unit should be great at defense generating turnovers and then getting points in transition Um, and they haven't been able to do that these first couple games but I thought they really got going in the second quarter Um, they were able to get going in that second quarter of this game and then after Trey had really taken over in that third quarter they were able to carry that on and that DeJounte led unit you know, built such a big lead at the beginning of the fourth quarter that the starters were able to cruise. But huge win for the Hawks. Really encouraging. You know, this was a game 
that 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 first game against the Pistons on Wednesday, the Pistons were playing on the second night of a back to back, and you thought they might fade as the game went on, and they never did. It, what was funny is this is a game where in the fourth quarter the Hawks were able to just squeeze the life out of the Pistons, and the Pistons sort of faded. If you'd shown me, you know, that the Hawks get two wins up in Detroit and hear the scores, which was which game, I would have expected this to be the score of the game on Wednesday and that game on Wednesday's score to be the score of this game on Friday night. But either way, the Hawks were really able to take advantage offensively and really cover up the boards to get a big win in Detroit. Of course, now they get the pleasure of going and facing the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. This will be the second night of a back-to-back for both teams. Milwaukee was able to knock off the Knicks 119 to 108 on Friday, but the Hawks being able to get all their guys rested, put this game away early, uh, is extremely encouraging and ha- should have the Hawks ready to play Milwaukee on Saturday. It should be a really good game. The Hawks came out of that first five games against a lot of young teams, four and one. That's excellent. Of course, you'd like to go five and zero, but to go four and one is excellent. I think that's the minimum they needed to do. So. Kudos to the Hawks for getting both wins in Detroit and coming out 4-1. and one. And now it starts a little bit of a more difficult stretch of their schedule, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks. But big win for the Hawks. You know, huge game from Trey Young, who continues to amass 30-point, 10-assist games at a unheard-of pace. But um, really good win from the Hawks. And we will be back to talk to the game, talk to you about the game with the Bucks after that. Go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. If you could leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that is a huge help to the Kettlecast. Go Hawks! The Hawks.